Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Eric McMahon. We are so close to the actual game between Michigan and TCU in the Fiesta Bowl. We are ready to share any last-minute news and observations in addition to our predictions for the game. All coming up on Wolverine Confidential. Guys, good to be with you here Friday, December 30th, early afternoon here in Good Arizona. to be with you, you say, huh? I feel like I've been with you guys like every second of every day the past uh, this week. It done? You're, you're sick of us? <laughs> no, it's it's been enjoyable. Yeah, based on these predictions, uh, it could be some more time spending with us. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll get to that. Just teasing it a little bit. But yeah, early afternoon here. Uh, in in Arizona, I guess early, early late afternoon, early evening uh, in um, in Eastern time zone. Uh, but uh, yeah, we've got we've got a lot to talk about because we had major media days yesterday with you know both teams their entire rosters being available to us. Um, we you know we've just seen a lot of things lately. I saw a rhinoceros you know predict the winner for this game. So I feel like we have a lot to talk about. Both of you guys, I want to hear kind of what from Thursday like stood out um and it doesn't have to be an x's and o's thing it could be anything that kind of caught your eye um from from our availability with the with the entire teams yesterday well i guess i'll start with jim harbaugh you know i spent 45 minutes around him uh during his media availability thursday afternoon and um it wasn't as illuminating as you might think it would be but he i will say this he clearly seems more at ease with the transfer portal you know, that, that's been a hot topic all week, just given the fact that Michigan's been so active this year in it. Um, you know, he was asked multiple times about the transfer portal and just, you know, perhaps maybe if admissions is working closer with, with them about getting kids in. And while he didn't, he didn't necessarily address that, he did say that, you know, that, that they, they realize it's an opportunity for them to, to, you know, add guys. And he made it sound like through word of mouth and success on the field that, in a way, Michigan is kind of selling itself on the football field, and that's one of the reasons why they've been so successful uh, landing some of these these grad transfers and some of these other high profile guys. So, uh, just from a football perspective, I think, I think that was the biggest takeaway. He was asked a lot about like you know the last two years and 2020 and and everything else. Um, yeah, he's been pretty consistent. You know, he hasn't really gone off off the beat too too much. Um, but no, I mean Michigan. I mean he's he's happy to be here. It's a, it's a, obviously a big big game for them. Um, but the transfer portal, I, I, at least for me, was was a big takeaway. I, th- I think we should be asking you this question, Andrew, because you're the one that got to experience all the all the fun parts of media day. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I mean, yeah, I got a I got a selfie with Spirit. Uh, we referenced him on this podcast to to start the week, and I feel like we forgot to mention him. We should have been mentioned every single day we podcast. Uh, he is he is truly the spirit captures the spirit of the Fiesta Bowl. That's of course the mascot with the sort of sun head. Uh, we learned it was his birthday just the other night, um, and uh, yeah, I, I got a selfie with him. Told him how much he's meant to me in this podcast. Um, but yeah, no, got to do some fun things with the players. We got some videos uh, that are already up on the you know M Live YouTube page, M Live Wolverines YouTube page. Probably see him on Facebook post some videos on Facebook, but, uh, you know, and I've written some posts on these things too, with more to come, you know, TCU players kind of talk, uh, answering questions about the state of Michigan. Um, and then, you know, we got one coming on Michigan players doing a, a Jim Harbaugh quiz 
that were that were pretty fun to do. Um, but yeah, I got to talk with a uh, couple couple of quarterbacks uh, as well. You know, J.D. Johnson and Alan Bowman. You know, two very different stories. J.D. Johnson had a medically retired due to a heart issue, but he's still helping out the program, sort of as sort of a coach. Uh, so I've got that story, and then the Alan Bowman. He's in the transfer portal, but he's also still with Michigan, and he called it the best of both worlds. And, you know, I don't disagree. I mean, you guys were spot on kind of even before, you know, without even getting to talk to, to Bowman kind of about about this situation, right? I remember, you know, you guys saying, like, listen, this window for the transfer portal is it, it, it closes quickly, and it almost puts these players in a tough spot, and, and that's why Bowman kind of did what he did. So, uh yeah, that those were two two you know interesting nuggets I found um, from uh, yeah. from yesterday. Yeah, and I thought you did a really good job with the Bowman story. And I mean, it's it's not surprising at all how how it all went down because I mean, I, when I spoke with Alan Bowman earlier this year for for another story, I mean, he just he he seems like a really likable guy and a really good locker room guy. So to to see Harbaugh be completely open to him remaining on on the team while he kind of gets his name out there isn't surprising at all. Um, but yeah, it seemed like, yeah, I was all over the, the Michigan quarterbacks on, on media day. Cause I spent about 15 minutes with, with Davis Warren. Um, uh, we're going to be working on a story here for sometime soon on, on him, but, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, just an incredible journey for him to, to get to the, uh, to be a backup quarterback at Michigan and, uh, I mean, overcoming cancer and, and I mean, I, he, he plans on, on his goal is to be the starting quarterback at Michigan. I know Michigan just brought in another transfer, uh, Jack Tuttle, um, from, um, that has, that has a lot of experience. And he's like, you know what? I can't control that. Uh, my goal, I love Michigan and he wants to play here. So, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what happens with him. But, uh, there's some interesting nuggets too about like how, how he kind of earned his stripes with the Wolverines and, and talked with Matt Weiss, I guess he was, he was the scout team player of the year as a freshman. And I mean, he's has the backup lineman in there and he's thrown to the backup receivers going to, going up against like Ojabo and Hutchinson who are basically in his face like right away. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that, that will get you to, the, if you can, can show out against those guys and, and, and make some plays against the, their, the defense that they had last year. Um, that's, that's, you're going to earn a lot of respect with the team. So I uh, spent a lot of time with him I'm working on another feature. So I, I didn't get a chance to do a lot of the fun stuff, but yeah, it was, uh, it was just a crazy setup. I mean, it was literally like every player on the team, a lot of times sitting right next to each other. So you can be interviewing someone and like literally two feet away from you. Someone else is interviewing the player next to him. So it's like kind of hard to hear and stuff, but it was, People walking around with like Jenga operation, a bunch of the games going on, like the the Henning and some of the impersonations I saw, uh, even after the fact, was pretty good. So I mean, it was a cool a cool thing because we we never get to experience that with Michigan. Michigan is very closed off with the media, typically in Ann Arbor. So uh, it was good to kind of see some of these guys out of their element a little bit and and having a little bit of fun. So let's uh, let's kind of move towards this game because we're we're close closer to it again. Saturday, four ten p.m. kickoff time, Eastern time, two ten here uh, at, at State Farm uh, Stadium in Glendale, and uh, our predictions are up now. You can you can read read it in full uh, on mlive.com slash Wolverines, but we're gonna we're gonna share it here. Um, like I said, I, I was at the Phoenix Zoo uh, earlier today, and uh, uh, Chudy, an eight year old. Uh, male rhinoceros a rhino <laughs> i've never heard of someone that actually says rhinoceros 
Well, that I mean, that's what that's what they're called, man. Come on, you know, I'm a big dinosaur guy, and I'm gonna, you know, Tyrannosaurus Rex, not T, not just T Rex, all right. But anyway, he picked Michigan. Okay, so uh, as you'll read, I mean, that's not necessarily a good omen for Michigan. But um, Trudy is on the Wolverines, and uh, so are we. Uh, I will I will say that with my prediction, as as you know, I've kind of gone just back and forth with a lot of internal nonsense here, but. At the end of the day, I looked it up. I finally looked it up. 16 semifinal games been played so far since this college football playoff has come around. Just three have been decided by single digits. Like, there's just been a lot of lopsided games in, in, in these semifinals. You know, it speaks to the fact that there's maybe only, you know, two really good teams each year, sometimes maybe only one. And this year looks like it could be that again. You know, I try not to let that history influence any one game this year, but I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I could not ignore some of those numbers. Uh, and in the end, I, I think Michigan's going to win this game, you know, by, by multiple touchdowns. Uh, I think TCU will find a way to, to score some points, um, you know, especially early, but I think Michigan, you know, settles in. These are two good second half teams, two good fourth quarter teams. Michigan is just better uh, kind of across the board. Um, and I see, I see them putting up a lot of points and, and winning this game. My, my final prediction was, 41 to 20. You basically took mine. <laughs> Everything you just laid out, I, I think I said, uh, I have Michigan winning 41 to 24. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I see a pattern here. I mean, whether it's Ohio State, Purdue, whatever, um, you know, Michigan tends to get out, out, of the, out of the gate a little slow. They tend to, you know, concede some yards and points and they let their opponent kind of do what they want to do. And then it, it, the flip switches at halftime. Um, I think we've been saying this all week, but you know, this TCU defense, in my opinion, is undersized and I don't think up to par just from physicality standpoints. So I, I think Michigan should be able to run the ball um and, and really do whatever they want. So I, I expect Michigan, you know, to to run away with this game. I, I don't expect it to be close. Uh, like you, I think it's gonna be a three score game, and I think Michigan they coast to victory. Mm-hmm. Well, someone has it being a, a pretty close game. Yeah. <laughs> I have 38-31, but with, with that, I, I just have a feeling that TCU's are in a store, kind of like a garbage time touchdown to make it closer than the game actually was. But, I mean, this defense has been good, but like the la- last two weeks, with, with or two games, with how many yards they've given up, I mean, are they still going to be able to hunt her down in the red zone and, and, and force field goals again? I think maybe some of those drives result in touchdowns for TCU, and I think it's maybe a little bit closer than uh, than people expect. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't think Michigan's going to be. I don't think they're on upset alert, but I, I think TCU might be able to fare a little bit better than than what you guys and some other people are thinking. I mean, it's a it's a seven and a half point spread right now. This isn't some. Sure, I mean, that, yeah. that's 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 large. You could say for you know number two versus number three on a neutral field, but you know, it's not astronomical. I mean, Aaron and I are both, you know, way, way above that number. Um, so, so yeah, it's, uh, it's not it's like it was Alabama, Cincinnati from last year. Right. That number actually probably was about 16 or 17. If I remember, <laughs> yeah. you know, all of a sudden it done as far as the, the, the expectation going in. So, you know, even picking this lopsided win, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I wouldn't be like stunned if DCU won and, and just kind of proved me wrong that they really are as legit. You know, as they as they seem, uh, I just think it's like this weird matchup of like, well, f- kind of fun matchup of it's not really strength versus strength, right? It's like the opposite in so many cases that it, you know, who can just do what they do better 
I think is just really, really what it boils down to. And things that Michigan does well just seem to just translate like from game to game. The opponent doesn't even seem to to matter so much the way they they can run the ball and hit the big pass plays when they need to and, um, you know, play really solid, you know, bend but don't break defense and good special teams, too. So it's like they're just they just they're so solid across the board. My, my only concern with Michigan is that maybe Donovan Edward doesn't have those big runs and maybe TCU Ooh. does something defensively that kind of shuts him down, at least early. And it maybe puts Michigan behind the eight ball a little bit, just yeah. in terms of you know getting on the scoreboard. Um, that that's an, that's a pathway I could see TCU potentially winning this game. I'm like you, like I, I, it wouldn't shock me if TCU won. I mean, they're here for a reason. They're they're a talented yeah. team. They got a really good quarterback, and we've seen you know what really good quarterbacks can do, especially at this level. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not writing them off. I mean, we, as you right. said, we we've been wrong before about other games, um, but I just when I when I think of the two. Like if you have to pick a weakness of each team for me, for Michigan, it's probably, you know, they're, they're probably their secondary defensively and TCU. It's probably their, their front. And it comes down to like, who, who has the better weakness. And in my opinion, it's probably Michigan. I'm, I, I think this is a game Michigan should win and probably will win. But again, you never say never. This is a the stage where like, this is where the stars come out. You know, this is where guys can make a name for themselves and, 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 you know, make a big play. And I think it's going to come down to who makes, who makes more of the big plays and, you know, I, I think that certainly leans, leans to Michigan. Everything else aside, who would you guys rather have at quarterback, Max Duggan or, or J.J. McCarthy? That's a good question. Like for tomorrow's game? Yeah. It's a great question. Is it, yeah. Well, I, th- I think they're equipped for different offenses, right? Right. Sure. <laughs> I mean, Max Duggan is good because they throw the ball a lot. Um, yes, he can, he's got his mobility and he can create plays and everything else, um, but they lean on him a lot. Like if he doesn't play right. well, they're probably not going to be in the game. Whereas JJ, I don't think JJ McCarthy has to play exceptionally well for Michigan. Point. They can still do it on the ground. So it's a loaded question and, and they have, you know, very different offenses. Yeah, um, it was a terrible question. They're, they're yeah. very different. Well, sorry. Horrible question. <laughs> Boy, it's, it's a legitimate one. And look, JJ could, he could be that Max Duggan type maybe one day. Mm-hmm. But the way Michigan deploys them and deploys their offense, they just, at this point, they, they don't need it. Michigan also doesn't have a Quint Johnston at, at receiver either. No, no. All right, bonus though. Who you got? He says we are all picking Michigan. Uh, no, nothing wrong with us looking ahead a little bit. We're not on the team. Who? Uh, who do you think they'd be facing in, in Los Angeles for the national championship? I, I think it's Georgia. I mean, I, I if if Ohio State can't beat Michigan, I don't see them beating Georgia. Um, I, I just think the the physicality is probably going to wear them down and. And, and again, Georgia's been on the stage again. They were the defending national champions. So I, I, I think just from a confidence standpoint, I, I give the edge to Georgia. Um, but again, you know, it wouldn't shock me if Ohio State won. I think they have to play a perfect game to do it. But I, I'm thinking Georgia. I just, I don't know. I have this feeling that like Ohio State is just going to be on a mission after that uh, that Michigan loss, um, just getting a, a second life, a second opportunity. And I, I feel like they're just going to take advantage of it. And if they watch. Michigan win just before their game. I mean, I don't know. I think they're they're, they're going to have a lot to play for. Uh, I, the the talent is there. That's that's not an issue. I, I, I'm sure. I just have a feeling that that Michigan game was a wake up call for Ryan Day's program, and I think they're going to surprise some folks on on Saturday. Very very interesting. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, they certainly have have the talents across the board, and they can put up a lot of points, but. 
in the end, I'm I'm probably just as confident in, in Georgia as I am in, in Michigan in this game. But we shall see. We will still have some more uh, pregame coverage coming your way. Uh, but then once this game, uh, you know, wraps, it'll be it'll be even more. So stay tuned uh, for, for, for plenty, a lot more content coming on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.